Welcome back, listener. Thanks for pressing play today. In today's episode of Nerd Nostalgia, you're going to catch Irvin talking about One Punch Man. That's actually not what he says. I don't know why I did that. I'm just excited to talk about this. If you are new around here, please head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, drop that five star, and then share this with your friends and family and coworkers and baby mamas and all that jazz. We appreciate it so much. We'll catch you in the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. It's your friendly neighborhood nerd, Irvin. Swerving Irvin to some, Pervin Irvin to others, but ultimately everybody's favorite podcast host. Wanted to start off by saying, number one, I apologize for no episode last week, no notice either. The reason there was no notice was because the system didn't load it. I didn't even check it. I recorded it on my phone, was like, all right, we'll let them know that there's no episode this week. All right, no big deal. When I checked, it didn't upload, and I was like, gosh dang it. So that one got away from me. I apologize. That's on me. The second thing is we didn't have an episode last week because I was a little under the weather, and then um, one of the other co-hosts canceled some plans, so we weren't able to go to the premiere of Jurassic Park and bring y'all that spoiler-free review days ahead of when it was going to release. So, we're super bummed out about that, but you know, as is life, say la vie, things go on, the show must go on, no big deal. Let's get this, and let's talk about One Punch Man today, because I'm excited about this live action coming out. So, without further ado, let's jump into One Punch Man. And for the uninitiated, maybe you're a comic book collector and you've never gotten into anime, maybe you are a muggle and you don't like watch, do nerdy things often, but every once in a while you dabble and and you're a good friend and you listen to the podcast because of me or because of Brian or because of Trey. I'm going to break down what One Punch Man is, his alter ego, and then talk about casting and just kind of overall what it is. And so this way you have a, a, a history, a knowledge, at least a little bit of knowledge going into it. And one of the reasons I think that they're coming out with this versus any other manga and how Sony, who is producing it, has a very big shot at changing the game. We'll get into that. Let's go. So what is One Punch Man? Well, One Punch Man is actually a franchise that was created digitally by an artist known as One. This artist went ahead and created, he's the the godfather of this. He went ahead and created a webcomic version Uh, I think tracing all the way back to like 2009, and it gained traction, it gained momentum and interest from the Japanese market, surpassing over 7.9 million hits as of April of 2020. So I'm sure that number's probably jumped, doubled, especially with the recent news lately. Well, that garnered enough interest from Shonen Jump and specifically from an artist, Yasuke Murata, who went ahead and started creating the manga which was very well received. You can imagine with 7.9 million hits, you're going to get that. So as of 2020, the manga has sold over 30 million copies, making it one of the most popular mangas ever sold. And that's just in Japan. Once it actually hit and released in the United States, it actually ended up being on the New York Times bestseller list and remained on there for about two whole weeks at that top spot. But then it eventually fell down but was on the list for 71 weeks straight. Now, with the success of a manga comes an anime. Obviously, if you're going to be successful on the manga side, you want to make sure to 
get some of the anime side as well. So they went ahead and created two seasons with the first being super successful and garnering so much interest. Netflix ended up being one of the first to have that on their platform. And I remember watching it the first time and I was like, oh man, this is awesome. Then came around season two and it jumped up in epicness. As far as fight scenes are concerned, as far as storytelling, etc., humor as well, which is one of the big factors as to why I think it's been so successful because it doesn't hold itself, it doesn't take itself so seriously, basically. It doesn't hold itself at this high regard, oh, I'm an anime and it has to be slash and dash and, you know, super serious or anything like that, right? Which, don't get me wrong, I love those. This one was a little bit different and it was critically acclaimed because... It had that humor. It had really good fight scenes as well, though. So it was a good balance, and people held it in high regard for a while. Now, the personal opinion was that season two got better for me. However, critically, people didn't care for the season. They felt they, they ended up changing the studios, and so people felt like it wasn't as good, and so it didn't get... It, it basically fell back down to, like, mediocre standards. When I personally went back and watched them again, and I like season two over season one, but again, that's just a personal opinion of me. Season one, to me, kind of felt directionless, whereas season two had a bit of a story and path that they were actually leading and following. But I digress. So now that you have all of that history, let's talk about what the show is actually about. So basically, there is a very similar universe, just like ours, Earth, right? But on this, the difference is that monsters and villains live in it. So for you nerds out there and for you muggles that may be familiar, think a X-Men kind of universe, an Avengers kind of universe where bad guys do exist. And they are both in the form of monsters and then also just, you know, bad people, villains. Well, in this society, there is, exists what's called the Hero Association, which employs superheroes to fight off these bad guys. Now, what you get to find out as time progresses is that there's levels of heroes, and even some that are unassociated, meaning they're not on the ranking scale, and you'll find out more once you actually watch the manga, or the uh, anime, rather. But our hero, the One Punch Man, as you can decipher, aka Saitama, Saitama has trained himself to become so prolific and so powerful that he can defeat any enemy with just a single punch. Hence the name One Punch Man. However, in turn, he's become so powerful that now he's bored because no one can actually match his strength or take any of his real punches. Now, during this process, he comes across a character known as Genos, who the Hero Association has been trying to recruit and has had very big interest in because he's an unassociated hero, but he's also super powerful. Well, Saitama ends up saving him, and they both join the Hero Association. However, Saitama ends up becoming a low-rank hero in this, while Genos ends up becoming a S-class hero, which is the top tier. Now, in this time frame, Genos requests that Saitama train him and become his master, much to Saitama's chagrin, because he really doesn't want to do it. He's like, this isn't for me. He's just a regular dude that has exceeded expectations, his own expectations, other people's expectations. And so he's like, no, thank you. This isn't for me. But, you know, reluctantly, he eventually becomes his mentor and master. So that's a taste of what the show is about, a little bit of history about everybody. Those are basically your two big characters, Saitama and Genos. They come across other S-class heroes. You'll, you'll get to know them as well. But it does this great dual storytelling. You have the funny side and then you have the action side. 
action side, obviously it's your typical Dragon Ball, Naruto type stuff, high action, low story, that kind of stuff. Well, I shouldn't say low story. Those, those still have really good storytelling, but high action, right? And that's what you're here for. But then the humor, it again, doesn't take itself very seriously and neither does Saitama. He's just like, man, just a regular guy. And so he has basically what I call two forms, the funny one and then the, uh, the serious one. And the funny one, I call it funny, but it's really just a clueless character. But I don't give too much away because I want you to go in and enjoy it and see it for yourself as well. Now, why am I bringing this up? What's the big deal? Or why are you talking about One Punch Man again? Well, kind of some big news came out of Twitter the other day. Well, I don't even know if it was on Twitter. Was it on Twitter? No. I know some news did come from Twitter, but it wasn't this. But what I did find out was that Sony had tapped into Justin Lin to produce the One Punch Man live action show, which if you remember a while back ago, I talked about this. And so you might know Justin Lin from the Fast Furious series, all that kind of jazz. So I was excited because he does make some entertaining movies, obviously. However, I was a bit deterred and disheartened when I found out who the writers were. It's Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkner, um, who teamed up on Jumanji The Next Level, which is great, but then also on Venom. So I'm, I'm kind of skeptical about that because Jumanji The Next Level wasn't, wasn't amazing. It didn't blow me away. It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty funny. Um, but Venom, the Venoms just have not impressed me. And so that's my big concern there. So we'll see. But Sony has a really big opportunity. And I think they started off with this manga and anime for its popularity, number one. But also because it's so closely similar to the super popular superhero genre. Now, throughout history, we've had different eras of different types of shows and movies. So we've had, in the recent years, obviously, the superhero genre. You have your Marvels, you have your DC, uh, even though DC has kind of always been around, really. But you have those two big, big guys, right? Then before that, you had zombie movies. Zombie, The Walking Dead was big for a while. Before that, you had your 30 Days, whatever those are called, your Resident Evils. Before that, you know, Westerns and all kinds of stuff, right? So I think we are on the cusp of having a slight shift in what is being viewed. I think video game shows, movies are going to see an increase in their IP. And I think anime and manga also have an opportunity to come out and shine. Now we've had some atrocious, atrocious, atrocious anime and manga movies in the past. Hashtag Dragon Ball, whatever they called it. Just so many things wrong with that. I hope they watch those and can see everything wrong. It was played by white dudes. It was played by, it was bad storytelling. The fighting wasn't good. Like there's just so many things, right? When now you have the opportunity to make such good movies, like I've seen some fan fiction stuff that you just blows your mind. You're like, wow, this is, this is really impressive. So I'm hoping that Avi Arad and Ari Arad of Arad Productions, uh, you might know them from films like the Spider-Man movies, Iron Man, X-Men, and Venom, actually. They're producing the film, so I'm hoping that they have a big impact and are able to, to get it in the right way. I'm hoping they find a true fan of the work, anime, manga, all that, and are able to uh, 
to make sure that it fits within the scope of the show, of, you know, of, of the series, of the franchise. So that's my kind of thought process as to why they picked this over any other, you know, very popular manga that's out there. You have Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia, which is probably another one that I think they could pivot from. Um, and it doesn't even have to be Sony Studios, right? All these other studios could go to Japan, get the IP, and bring it back to the States. But you have Dragon Ball Z, you have Naruto. I think uh, Naruto especially could translate over to the big screen in an in a easier fashion to follow with, you know, ninjas and their kind of disappearing stuff that they do and all that jazz. While as Dragon Ball, probably a little bit more complex, still capable of being done, but probably bigger budget. But it's exciting to even see that they're moving forward to this point, right? They're, they're past that uh, point in the development stage. So now they have a target of trying to get something written by the end of the year, which is six months. Okay, not too bad. Uh, they may have a script already on hand and then are going to go back and revise it. I'm just hoping that they do it justice. Now, I've been asked the question, who would you cast as your... Saitama. And this is super interesting to me because you have a few options, right? You have, you could go the route of getting a buff bald guy. You could do, you know, Jason Statham comes to mind right off the rip. You don't even have to do a bald guy. Maybe you do something like a funny route, something like Ryan Reynolds bald. I believe Boss Logic did a rendering interpretation of Ryan Reynolds as Saitama. Now, my only issue with that is the guy's name is Saitama. So I, I wouldn't necessarily want a Caucasian, a vanilla face, as I like to call all my best friends, including Trey and Brian that are on this podcast. I want I want somebody that's Asian. I want, you know, Asian representation. I think they totally could do it. Now, Brian did make the suggestion, and he's made this before, he would cast Michael Cera as it because he sees nothing but the, the funny side, where... I, I couldn't see it. I couldn't do it. I mean, you could easily have him go bald and then put a muscle suit on him and then have them, you know, have him go into more serious mode. Uh, it's also this, the humor is very similar to, I guess, what's that uh, Scott Pilgrim. So I see where he's coming from. Now, I kind of one upped him and I was like, well, what if you do two castings? What if you have, you know, somebody for the goofy and then somebody for the serious and then have that be part of the humor as well. Make it to where it's like, it's clearly a whole other person, but that is part of what you're drawing, right? You're like, well, he becomes another person when he becomes One Punch Man, right? From Saitama to One Punch Man. So that would be my choice. I would have two Asian actors, possibly a funny comedian, and then a more serious person. So or just one person that can, you know, go from being skinny and funny to into a buff suit. And so that would be my um, that would be my suggestion. But that's going to do it, guys. I'm excited for this. I'm glad that they're moving down in the development stages and just progressing forward with it because I'm I'm super pumped for this. I, I love the anime and the manga and I'm excited to see it. And for all my comic book collectors, guys, know that this does exist. It was a free comic book day comic that they gave out back in 2016. Now, this was the first appearance of One Punch Man, which is why we're what we're obviously talking about, but it's a super slept on book because it has the first My Hero Academia characters in there as well. A lot of first appearances in it, most notably 
All Might, which is a very similar One Punch Man character, but then also Deku, which is the protagonist of My Hero Academia. And to boot, on that One Punch Man cover, on that free comic book day cover, you have One Punch Man, you have Saitama there on the front in his serious form, and then you have All Might and Deku there, which, again, are two of the biggest characters from that show. A very, very popular anime and manga, one of my actually favorites. It jumped to, to my top three recently top five still but definitely a contender with you know my main one being dragon ball demon slayer and then my hero academia is up there so if you're a collector go find this book i'm sure they're going to jump up in price you could probably find some in dollar bins just go out there in the hunt man you you, you know what to do but ladies and gentlemen that's going to do it for today thank you so much for joining me like i mentioned before if you're new around here please head over to apple Podcasts. Head over to Spotify, drop that five star, leave us a review, tell your friends, family, coworkers, your baby mama, tell your dog about us. Take his phone and you know drop a five star on our stuff. If you don't have an iPhone, if you have, if you don't have Spotify, steal your friends, drop that five star. Help us grow this audience, man. We really do bring, love bringing this content over to you guys. I have so much fun with this. This is a uh, this is what I enjoy doing. It's not even work. Sixteen minutes go by. And to me, I'm like, oh, we're done. Okay, cool, sweet. So yeah, help us grow this audience, guys. But thank you so much for joining me today. We'll catch you on the next episode. And of course, stay nerdy, my friends.